Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Dead 3 Coaching Podcast. I am your host, George Evian. This is episode 13. Uh, appreciate everybody's support of the channel, of the podcast. If you could do me a favor, it looks like, according to um, the analytics that are given to us when you run something like this, it uh, kind of tells you the platforms that people are listening to. And if you are listening to this, um, most of you seem to be listening to our podcast on Spotify. So if you could do me a favor, if you could click that follow button. So every time that we release a podcast, you get a notification uh, either through your phone or through Spotify or however uh, else you are consuming the podcast. So we appreciate that. Like, share, comment as well on any of the social media platforms that we put this out on. And again, there's a lot going on behind the scenes with our podcast. Uh, a lot of technical changes that we're going to be making here shortly. Um, none of them are yet to be released. We're continuing to work on those, but excited to release those in the next week or two. Um, and some of that or the initial, uh, the initial release of some of that is going to be based around some just coaching leadership notes and content that I'd love for you to be able to subscribe to. It'll be an automated release of content and notes from some of the industry's best leaders that um, not not necessarily that I'm connected with, but that I consume. And then I have notes, my handwritten notes that many of you may have seen or have seen in the past on LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, we're going to have an automated process to get you these out by just simply subscribing to these um, to these notes. So that that is coming up in the next week or so. I'm still um, polishing that up. I'm really looking forward to that because one thing that does, it keeps me accountable to my own growth, my own content, my own development and making sure that I'm consuming great things, taking notes and considering and consuming all the, the content, all the great content that is out there from uh, great leaders, great people, great coaches. So trying to keep these podcasts now instead of the hour, instead of the 45, we're trying to keep these to around 20 minutes. So we're going to try to hold form to that or hold serve to that over the next uh, 18 or so minutes. I uh, had a great conversation yesterday. Um, I, I, in thinking about what to talk about this morning, I had four things immediately pop into my mind. And I don't know which one we're going to hit on quite yet. They're all right here in front of me. I have a, a conversation that I had with uh, someone yesterday that is definitely top of mind uh, that was really uh, impactful to me, right? I, I don't know how you kind of move you know, move on that uh, subject that, and it's probably what we'll get into, but I got up very early this morning, 4.15 or so, um, you know, got my, my custom cup of coffee, sat down and then started reading and continuing to read this David Goggins book called Never Finished. And I'm on a chapter where he is doing a um, challenge of, it's called the Moab 240, the Moab 240, where it's essentially running 240 miles over 116 hours or something like that. And it goes through. And, and as I'm reading this chapter and we will get into this, maybe not this podcast, but some other ones, uh, just the mindset of that, of what that takes to run 240 miles where he was used to running a hundred miles. Um, and then there's just some other things in, in that book, in that chapter and in my morning reading and my morning notes that really impacted me. But that might be episode number two. That might be the one we uh, release here later. But I wanted to spend time right now talking about this conversation I had yesterday. And listen, as I've navigated, you know, this, this education and the development and the passion that I have for teams, team development, um, reaching individuals, um, holding myself accountable to this stuff, um, which is great, right? There's, there's one thing 
Uh, there's many things. So like the, the, the thing I was going to say about that is we go through these like this is the most important thing for a leader. This is the most important thing for a team. Really, it's all just top of mind. And there's no great there's, there's probably a top 10 list somewhere of these are the things you need to consider to say this is the most important thing or what is leadership. Right. You know, the number one job of a leader is to paint reality, right? And to have a, a, a great sense of reality of where you are and what you're doing. And the number one thing for a leader is to have great vision, right? There's all these lists, right? So, you know, to say this is the most important thing or something you, it's something you just need to consider. It's something that needs to be top of mind. It's something that you need to talk to people about. It's something you need to look at as yourself and how you're doing this, right? Um, so it's not... There's not just one thing. There's many things that make a great leader. There's many things that go into making a great team. There's many things that move people to great levels of development. And, you know, and there's great things about being a great friend or a great employee or a great manager or whatever it might be, right? There's, there's not just one, right? But as I was having this conversation yesterday, I probably, and I say all that because I probably said, this is the most important thing a leader can do. Right. And I don't know if that's true, but this is something that a leader slash coach needs to consider as they move forward. And the conversation came up around one word yesterday. And I and I apologized to this person because I was really getting into this conversation. I was really passionate about it. I was really excited about it. And so I actually ended up, um, you know, uh, interrupting this person a fair amount, right? They were trying to tell their story. They were trying to get in and my mind was still just spinning and spinning and spinning of, of this. And, and, and I just continued to interrupt this person. And so I, I apologized for that, but, but the word is complacency and how we as leaders and coaches work with our teams and our people and keep complacency at the front of our minds and the front of their minds about, you know, not getting bored with the basics, being committed to the basics, being committed to the fundamentals, being committed to your values, being committed to your process, never getting bored with that. And then if you don't get bored or if you do get bored, if you do get bored with all that, then complacency sets in, right? There's stories of Pat Riley, who's now the president, general manager, whatever of the Miami Heat, Lakers Hall of Famer, um, all this sort of stuff, right? But I think the thing that I had read about Pat Riley was he never allowed his teams to get complacent. He always put you on edge. He always challenged you. He always moved the needle. He always raised the bar and the standards, right? So I'm talking with this gentleman yesterday, and we start talking about complacency of leadership, complacency of process. And I, we, we ended up just kind of talking about, well, that's why you need leaders. That, that, that is why you need an effective and passionate and interested and invested coach with your teams. So, and I gave this example it, and it may be a bad example. It was a top of mind example. And it makes sense to me, right? I, I work with some young athletes and I've worked with those young athletes since they've been second graders. They are now eighth graders. When we started, we started with the basics. Like these are young at basketball athletes. And we started by, 
how to hold a basketball, how to shoot a basketball, how to dribble, blah, blah. Like we started basics. I'd like to think we continue with those basics, have things got more uh, competitive and more intense and, you know, their skill package is higher. All this, yes. Are they good? Absolutely, they're good. Are they the best? No, not even close, right? But they're good. Now, I am fortunate that I actually have maybe five, six more years with these athletes, right? I'm going to probably see them all the way through high school. So when they are high school athletes, and let's let's say they're 18 now, they're they should be really good. We we can't let complacency get in. A great coach, a great leader, a great mentor, a great advisor will sit there and say, "Man, well, or have this mindset of, man, look where you've come. Look how far you have come." But it, we didn't do all this work just to get this far. We didn't do all this to just get here. Like, there's another level. We're not going to let you get complacent. There's more challenges. We're not as good as you think. You, you, we're, you're not as good as you think you are. We're not as good as we think we are. Until the race is over. Until Goggins crossed 240 miles in three days time or four days time in 116 hours. He can't get complacent. You can't get bored with it. You got to keep challenging yourself. The race is not over. And even, and the conversation, and that was the example I gave him, but even when you have a team that is skilled, that is talented, that is executing, that is getting results, that is prepared, that is winning championships, getting sales, you're the Google, you're the Apple, the complacency that creeps in is what will be your downfall. The race is not over. You're not at 240. You haven't reached that race yet. Collect your wins. As David Goggins says, collect your souls. Collect the souls of everybody you're beating because you are, you are deeper, you're more passionate, you're more competitive, you're more intense, you want it more, you want it more, you want it more than anybody else wants it. And you're collecting souls along the way, right? That's all David Goggins stuff. Collecting souls and enjoy, and enjoy those wins. But you're not done running. You're not done running yet. And a great coach will not let you get complacent in that pursuit. You need a coach. So if you're listening to this, and I appreciate all that have been listening, I geek out on the metrics and numbers of a podcast because I like watching it grow and we are doing really well. And I appreciate all the support and the growth that this podcast has had since uh, January 1st. But you all need a coach. And if you're listening to this and you're a leader and you're thinking about your teams, where are you? Where's your vision? What kind of dial adjustments do you need to make? What's the next standard? What's the next level? What's the next win? You're still running the race. Is there a time to get off the hamster wheel? Is there a time to celebrate? Is there a time to go get and throw a pizza party? Is there a time to go to top golf and to go hit golf balls and have a few drinks and acknowledge and celebrate? Absolutely there is. But you're still running the race. Or maybe you recalibrate. Hey, we won. Got this quarter. Let's hit some golf balls. Let's have some drinks. Let's get our families together. Let's have some, so let's have a Christmas party. Understood. What's the, a great coach is going to always, we had a game last night. I, I, I love this. I could, 
we only got eight minutes left. This ain't this ain't gonna be 20 minutes. We had a game last night, and it was it was awesome. We had a great team win last night, and the growth of these athletes that we're working with and uh, the men we're trying to build is significant, and the improvement and um, and we're not gonna allow them to get like we're at the tail end of our season. We're not gonna let them get complacent, but we're. It was a great like there's there's great coaching and leadership and development examples and moments every single day, if not every single hour. And you've got to be open and, and take those stories in. Take these moments in and catalog them. Put them in your brain. Be able to reference them. Last night, we're playing a really good team. And we won. We did really well. Team played hard, played together, played competitive, blah, blah, blah. And th- this is the leadership and we have a great coach, and I'm just helping out. We have a great leader for these young athletes, young men, that really cares about them. And I see it, and I know it, and I hear it. Um, that, and they, they may not really have that love and appreciation for what they're going through until they're later in life, right? And that's typical. But here's the leadership moment from last night. Coach looks at me. We have this intense you know, high five, essentially. Right when we knew we had it won, there's 20 seconds left. We're up 15 or whatever it was, right? And we high five each other with some intensity. And, you know, we kind of wink at each other and we're like, like, we got it. Then the clock expires, horn sounds, game is over. We're on the road. We beat a great team. We're kind of feeling good about ourselves. And he looks at me and he was like, we got to get ready for Thursday. We got to be ready for Thursday. Like an immediate, like we haven't even shook hands yet. And him as a leader is already on to the next challenge. We're not going to be complacent. We're going to coach these young men. We're going to coach our teams. We're going to have a celebration around Christmas time or a quarter and go to top golf and hit golf balls and have some drinks. And the coach and the leader is always like, what's next? What can we do? What do we need to accomplish? We're capable of more. We're capable of better. We're capable of, of better, another win. We're capable of another championship. We're capable of getting the next sale. We're capable of passing them, them, and them. We're capable. Let's get ready. Enjoy it. Walk into the locker room. High five everybody. Clap. Enjoy the win. Enjoy the win. Enjoy the win. Carve out the next win. Right? So the point is this of all that. And those are those are leadership you got to find those stories, man. You've got to find these stories and be able to really catalog them in your head. And so the other point of all this conversation I had yesterday, man, complacency is the enemy. Complacency is the, is the one thing. There's a great phrase, John Wooden, 10-time NCAA basketball championship, champion, champion. UCLA head coach. If you're in, athletic and, in athletics, you would know who John Wooden is. And he was talking about Bill Walton. And Bill Walton was regarded at the time as one of the top two, three, if not one, greatest college basketball player of all time. And they asked John Wooden, who was his college coach, about Bill Walton and why he was so good and what it took and what he did and all this sort of stuff. Like, what was the DNA of Bill Walton? And, And all he said was, he never got bored with the basics. He, he took the basics, the fundamentals, so serious. 
And he never got complacent with that. And that's our encouragement. That's the conversation. But then this gentleman I was speaking with, we ended up pivoting to like, we just had this conversation about, we need you, no matter how good, when, the, when these young athletes are seniors and they've got it figured out and they're really good as coaches, we continue to coach and lead and not allow complacency to get in. We haven't reached what your goal is. We haven't reached what you're capable of yet. Even if it's February 25th, five years from now with a game to go, you're going to be coached. You're going to be led. You're going to receive feedback. You're going to be challenged. And you're going to be with people that love and care about you to not let you rest until the race, until the 240 is done. We're not going to allow complacency, complacency to seep into the DNA of what we do. Like there's a video yesterday of it's going to, um, it was the baseball coach for the Los Angeles Dodgers. First practice, first day, spring training, in the locker room, great little talk, two minutes long. And he was like, we've got to be a group, a team that loves the grind. This is a long season. We are excited right now. How can we keep this passion, this interest, this competitiveness, this desire to win, to win the 240-mile race? How can we keep that on October 15th when it mat when it, it all matters? But when we're playing for our goals and our objectives and our season, how can we not let complacency creep in to what we're doing? And that was, but he, but it was all about embracing and loving the grind of a season, of a quarter, of a sales, of a sprint, if you're in the software world, a PI, if you're in the soft, how can we love that grind? How, how can we as leaders then really celebrate that grind and celebrate those wins? Don't let them get complacent. So the story ended up coming back to the need of a coach. And I could jump into this Goggin stuff, which we will in the next episode where it was really, a, excuse me, there was really a conversation of being, of being prepared, of really being prepared in what you're trying to accomplish um, and, and what your goals are and what your mission is and what your, um, what your um, Super Bowl is. But here's what we ended up talking about on the conclusion of this. And I've got about a minute left to keep us at 20 is Tiger Woods, I read an article the other day. I don't know if he was voted or if it was just one guy's opinion or however this came about, but it, it may have just been one guy's opinion. But the opinion was there is no greater athlete to dominate their sport than Tiger Woods. And I don't know. Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. Sure. You know, I got it, right? Tiger Woods dominated that sport. So it's, you know, there's probably a podcast episode on reinventing yourself. Tiger Woods got in a car accident, had to reassess what he's doing, how he's doing it, what his wins are. Is he going to go out and win a grand slam of four majors in, in a calendar? Like, I don't know. Probably not. I have no idea. I, I love golf. 
I watch golf. I watch the majors. I'm not uh, like I have friends that are listening to this podcast. I really know. I have no idea. Right. Um, but the point of the conversation I said to my friend was as dominant as he is and was, and even at his height, he had a coach. He had somebody pushing him. He had another set of eyes. He had somebody that would get after him. He had somebody that wouldn't let him get complacent. Maybe he had somebody. I don't believe this is true. It could be. I doubt it. Somebody getting him up. Somebody making sure what he's the fuel he's putting into his body, making sure that he's here's the greatest golfer, the most dominant athlete in a sport possibly ever, according to maybe some people, maybe you, who is being critiqued on it's it, being critiqued on a backswing and a follow through and contact. It's like, hey, Jordan, why don't you shoot the ball a little bit like this? Steph Curry, why don't you shoot it like always getting that feedback, never getting complacent, knowing there's always improvement, right? So that was kind of the convert, how our conversation kind of shifted was that's why you need a coach to challenge you, to give you feedback, to get another set of eyes. And I'm not, again, to circle back to what we said 20 minutes ago, I'm not saying it's the number one thing a leader needs to do. It's on the list. We have young athletes that are really good, that are doing great things. And I'm really proud of them. But we're not, run, we're not done running that race. We still got to wake up today and put in our run. We can't let them get complete. Yeah, we won last night. We've won some games. We had a great quarter. We sold this amount of cars. We did all this. That's great. The race isn't over yet. Now you need to figure out where your race boundaries are. David Goggins is running 240 miles in four days. There's a start and end to that. So you got to figure out your starting and end. And then the thing with this David Goggins book and this Moab 240 that he ran was he ended up, and not to, we'll talk about this in later episodes, but essentially what he was doing was he couldn't do it anymore. He couldn't do it anymore with like 40 miles to go. He could not complete the 240. So much so like he almost died. Like he almost died. He was in the hospital, almost dead. His lungs filled up. He had, his heart was shutting down. His lungs were shutting down. Like all this, do it. Like you have to think like that's 240 miles over four days. And he's 40 miles short. And he got a, did not finish. A, you know, it did not, did not DNF, did not finish. Had to go to the hospital. He wakes up the next day, starting to feel good. Four days isn't over. You still have time. And so he looks at everybody. That's, they're done. They're done. They're in the hospital. They're in the hotel room. They are done with the race. And he looks at him. He's like, we're not done. Let's go. Two people had already left on a flight and gone home. Two were flying out that morning. And then his friend was there with them. And they looked at each other and said, hey, you two get later flights. Let's get to where I, where I stopped running and let's finish the race. It doesn't matter if I get a medal. It doesn't matter if there's no fanfare. It doesn't matter if I go through a timer. It doesn't matter about any. It matters that I finish the race. So they hauled his ass out there. And he ran 40, ran, walked crawled 40 more miles got it done within the time but because he quit because he went to a hospital he didn't get the medal didn't matter to him i'm gonna run this race so it's the book is called never finished we'll talk more about it because it's really a, gr a great book but you're 
You're not done. Don't let people get complacent. Even David Goggins needed, needs a coach. Jordan had a coach named uh, Gro Grover, Tim Grover. That was his coach. Jordan had a coach. Best ever. A personal coach, right? So that's a little over 20 minutes. Um, I really appreciate, again, if you could do me one favor, I know you, many of you, if many, not all, but many of you listen to this on Spotify. There's a follow button up there. Please click that follow button. I do see it. The numbers are growing every week. I'm, I'm super uh, you know, humbled. I got a, I've received two or three text messages in the past week uh, from people that, uh, that this podcast is intersecting. Even if I'm running this podcast for three people, the three people that texted me, that gets, that's, that's awesome. Because one thing this does is I'm able to just kind of talk about things I'm passionate about and interested in and the observations I'm making and the things that are impacting me and how I'm trying to not get complacent and move the needle and improve and give this library of, of thoughts and contents to, to others and to my children when they get older and get interested. Right. But you know, those, and it, but it holds me accountable. I got to wake up every day and read. I got to wake up every day and get better. I've got to wake up every day and be better at work. I've got to wake up every day and be a better parent, better friend, better husband, better parent, all that sort of stuff. I've got to figure, I've got to be a better coach, a better leader. And I've got to do that by consuming content, by reading, by having conversations with people and continuing to get better myself. And because of that, I get to have this conversation with you and you get to consume it. And some of you text me and uh, do different things that make me feel good about the content. So even if it's for three people, it's for me, it's for my children, it's for you all. I know we've got more than three people listening to this, um, but we have a lot of great things going on behind the scenes that we'll be releasing here shortly as well. And I'm excited about that. Listen, have a great day. Don't let your people get complacent. Don't let your teams get complacent. Don't let your process get complacent. Don't let your greatness get complacent. Keep getting better. Figure out on February 22nd what you need to do today. I'm thinking about it. It's in my notes. I've got to have a good day. My calendar's booked, but everybody's calendar's booked. Figure it out. Get better. Don't get complacent. Be great. And as my friend uh, Brad says from Lifetime Fitness, just be better. Hashtag be better. Get after it. Have a great day.